This week on the No More Late Feast podcast, we are joined by our pod pals from Brum Meets World, TC and Siege. Welcome. Hello. hello. Happy to be here. So We're so excited <laughs> for y'all to be here. <laughs> Just have, have to give a shout out to our friend Andrew, who absolutely loves your podcast and oh. is very jealous that not only have we been able to be on yours, <laughs> that now you're going to be on ours. So... I had to give him a shout out because he's such a supporter of both of our shows. So hi, Andrew. Love that. <laughs> well, thank you. Shout out to Andrew. Hit us <laughs> up. We love to interact with the fans. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very hyped to be here. It I'm... looks like the spotlight is casting a little crown on Oh, you. I knew what I was doing. was on purpose. <laughs> and we're happy to be here. Absolutely. This is my background, even for my work calls. So. <laughs> <laughs> For for those who cannot see, TC has a background of Nick Cannon, like tiles. modern day Nick Cannon tile. See, you should have had the what the the hat thing he wears. What is that thing that he the turban? The he turban. Was wearing. The yes. turban. Now that's yeah. a look for him. It, it is a choice. <laughs> T, what'd you call Nick Cannon fans? Oh, cannonballs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a total cannonball, bro. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> if you if this is the first time that you're hearing about Brown Meets World, I don't know where you guys have been, but these wonderful gentlemen have a podcast where they go through episodes of, boy, I wanted to say Brown Meets World, Boy Meets World. <laughs> And give their very unique insight on the show, how it made them feel when they were growing up. And they add a little spice to a very white show. But we call it a melanated point of view. I like that. I love it. Love it. And we love your show. If you guys are Boy Meets World fans, you definitely should check it check it out. And Especially because you guys did an episode with us. Yeah. Season, so. That's why I'm like, where you been? <laughs> because I know <laughs> we've talked about it. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about like what made you start your podcast and why Boy Meets World? Do you want me to go? Yeah. All right. So we started our podcast first. T and I had been friends since high school and we kind of always talked pop culture back and forth. We literally would send each other like videos just like individually on like whatever we thought was like the latest thing. And then when podcasting became a thing, like in 2015, we were like, we have to be doing this and we tried out def several different formats I think it's funny because like so many podcasts now are like just versions of what we tried out earlier and just couldn't quite work out but we did an episode recording of and then there was Sean uh, which is a really special Boy Meets World episode for those who don't know that's like one of the most popular episodes of the show and we did that as a one-off we did that as a one-off and it just clicked and we were like this could be the show and we both <laughs> like just grew up like using Boy Meets World almost like as a blueprint of like friendships sure. and like you know life lessons and it was a comfort watch for so many years and so we started re-watching it and as we did we were like hmm there's a lot of whiteness going on. <laughs> well, there's a there's a lot of toxic shit in it that we didn't realize as children and that we're coming to terms with as an adults, as adults. And I think that's part of the the thing that we're having fun with is just kind of realizing like, oh, Corey's kind of a bad dude sometimes. And like, you know, kind of reanalyzing why we felt the way we did as kids about these characters that, you know, as an adult, we can see differently. Yeah, but I like, 
it's it's a matter of both the men, but then also how they treat women, how they deal with class, the fact that they're in Philadelphia and yet there's maybe one or two people of color like in like the seven seasons until we get to Angela. So yeah, I think there was just so much to dissect and we really were fortunate enough to like kind of get ahead of the curve before all of these rewatch podcast came out and yeah now now we have like a presence and we feel very honored and we also have a relationship with the cast who's invited us onto their podcast not once but twice so you know we've got to (laughs) meet them and hang out with them and it's literally just been a dream come true it's the dream. Y'all are living the dream. I'll tell you that. You living that dream. <laughs> and now I'm on this podcast hoping that as a cannonball, it will lead to me being friends with Nick Cannon. Look, Nick Cannon is not, not, I'm sure we, we can get you there. You need help getting there? We had um, one of the cast members of Drumline GQ on and- I'm sure he can get you there. I had thoughts because when I saw, I saw that you had GQ on and- there are so many things about GQ specifically in this movie that I want to talk about. But yeah, I was well aware. I had a crush on GQ. When this first came From this out. movie or yeah. on the line? From when this movie first came out. It was <laughs> when this movie first came out. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we... love that you knew enough about on the line to know that GQ is in it. I don't mean to, you know, startle anyone, but I've seen On the Line more times than I've seen Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a Lance Bass, Joey Fatone rom-com. How could I know? Right? Oh, boy. Sometimes I try to forget that I saw that movie multiple times. <laughs> My favorite. It, it's something. <laughs> that and Spice World make a great combo movie night oh, I love Spice World. <laughs> there's also another movie that like a bunch of them are in what is it called jackie long like shot. long shot which i have not seen it has I a bunch of like o-town and c-note guys in it oh, o-town people <laughs> o-town people yep <laughs> we are from orlando originally so whenever anyone says o-town it's like we got to give it up for o-town my <laughs> sixth grade class took a field trip to house of blues to be in their first performance of their show so we are, I go back. I go back. You are OG O-Town fans. OG O-Town. <laughs> so how long have you guys been friends? Uh, high school. school. So like 21 years. Wow. Oh my goodness. I feel so old all of a sudden, right? <laughs> Our friendship can buy beer. <laughs> wow. Ooh, I That's like a good that. way to look good. Uh, we always love First of all, when we have other podcasts on, but we love when we can meet other people who've had long time friendships. So we've we've got you guys by four years, but oh well, yeah, what? but we're older, so there's. That. I want to say like it's something to aspire to is what I. Heard. <laughs> I don't even know what anniversary we just had. What did we get? Aluminum paper. I don't. Know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We we got a trip to Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I love that you guys are having friendship anniversary dates. All <laughs> friends should do that. I don't know yes. if we have an anniversary, but we should just make one up so we can do that. We can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you should. We just use my sister as a, a, a litmus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the very first things, well, Danielle yelled at me and then I was like, I have to be friends with her or else she's going. She, it's a friend or an enemy situation. And yeah, at least I know wisely. she'll protect me. Yeah. And then 
like the second day after she has decided we were friends she's like my mom is pregnant i'm like we're in 10th grade (laughs) (laughs) and so my sister is literally the same age as our friendship so we told my sister for her 25th birthday we're going to universal it happened to be month a month after her birthday (laughs) but it's also our friendship anniversary so it all worked out that's great i love that yeah (laughs) That's a good way to find out. What what was your favorite ride at Universal? Just as a as a Floridian, I'm I'm curious. Oh, at Studios Universal Islands of Adventure. Which one? You gotta tell oh, us. Which one's one. your favorite? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Islands of Adventure, Hulk all day. Okay. Ooh, good one. Yeah, good choice. That. Good choice. I I would have said Hulk, but the the Hagrid ride we oh, rode for the right. first time it was so oh it that was, the was first really time. that's good. a good one so good. yeah that's a really good one i forgot um, about that one at universal studios escape from gringotts yeah okay yeah, yeah. I, I think that's my answer too because i don't remember <laughs> anything else at universal we didn't um, do much there. as as a lifelong universal studios visitor i used to love like the i love lucy museum and like Me the too. monster show that they used to do and like yeah. all the like halloween horror night stuff that that was always my favorite i liked the birds thing that they had but they got oh, rid yeah, of it. the hitchcock yeah. thing yeah, that was so Ooh, cool. i changed my mind i always <laughs> love the mummy ride it's oh, really yeah, I mean, it's a really good one as well yeah that was it, a really really good one even though i, I lost my glasses once yeah <laughs> I used to work at Universal really? when I was a teenager for years. I worked from like the time I was 16 to 21. And we used to just treat Universal like our backyard, like yeah. just go on <laughs> all the rides, do everything. So I have a very uh, long history with Universal. And it, I'm confused now because like I haven't been as much as I used to go, mm-hmm. but like I just have the memory of like, what used to be there like yeah yeah yeah. well here's a little fun fact for those who live in orlando you can work at city walk for one day a week one day a month and still have full access to all the parks by the way (laughs) just in case you're curious interesting (laughs) that's cool i did i I waited tables at bubble gums maybe twice a month of course you did and (laughs) i just for the red coconut of course well well, we have a, a a little game uh, it's this or that, this or that I can speak. So drumline, it, I feel like drumline was a start of a very kind of, I don't know what the genre is because it's not just dancing movies and it, yeah. it's not just, it's just some, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna call yeah. the category some. So, <laughs> so okay. we have some movies and we're going to see. If you, which one you prefer, this okay, or that? Okay. And Jenny's okay. got that. This, I'm excited. with that. <laughs> so our first, this or that, is Drumline or Stomp the Yard? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Honestly, I, I'm probably going to go Drumline. For the cast, probably, is like the main pull for me. I'm going to go Even Drumline though- because of the story. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like this is i was like oh you are so both paint by numbers but also good mm-hmm. like it's a good paint by numbers movie everything from like the the re- rebel who's just <laughs> immature to the girlfriend who 
just there for like 10 minutes total. You know, like every, like the teacher who's too much of a teacher, he's too highbrow and needs to be brought down a little bit. The competition, like all of the beats. I'm like, you're hitting all of them. You're doing it right. So yeah, I'm going to go drumline. Next nice. up, we got, you've got served versus step up. Oh, <gasps> mm. mm. All right. I, I have an answer. Yep. You got yep. served. Yep. I, I, your black card was, I was waiting. <laughs> Culturally, was for the watching. soundtrack, for the style, like, I just, Are we gonna, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Gonna I was going to say, it, it was just, it was a movement. It, it was like, it was part, like, I know that like all of those step up movies got had the following, and I think they were just culturally just different. And they you were. got served. I, you know what's funny? I was watching a lot of interviews with Shmeek Moore, who does the voice for Miles Morales in Spider Verse. And every time they asked him what his favorite movie was, he said, "You got served." Mm. He, I just thought that was really interesting. He has said some <laughs> off color things, and we could talk about that off. Sure. <laughs> sure. But you can't love nobody anymore. <laughs> Danielle always is like, oh, I, asterisk. I always remember. <laughs> I need to know what you're thinking. Well, no, I, I feel I, that way about Marquise Houston. Yeah. Kidnapper. Uh, so, yeah. Asterisk, yeah, you got served. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say, we're not going to pretend like Sierra ain't do get up for step up. Step it up. <laughs> the problem is, <laughs> I feel like you got served happen, right? And and this happened in the 80s, too. We had like a whole slew of like dance movies that were very authentic mm -hmm. to the time and like the movement that was happening. And then studios got a hold of it and said, we're going to make more of these Yep. And take the flavor out of it, if you know what I mean. Yep. And that's all Step Up was. Like, yes. and it just kept happening over and over. Like, they just kept making more. Mm -hmm. And I I was a part of the problem, in a sense, because I really, really loved If You Think Anything. You Can dance, dance. What is that show? So, so You Think, you, think you, you Can Dance. Can dance. <laughs> and so much, there was, like, some sort of partnership with that. Because Adam Shankman, who's, like, a producer, and I think he even... Choreographer, so you Corey. think he could dance? Yes, and but he did. He was like a producer on Step Up on the Step mm -hmm. Up movies, and I think he might have even directed a few. So there was that connection. So I was seeing some of my favorite dancers, and they're like, "And you won a chance to be a Step Up, so you know I had to go see the damn movie." Yeah, but they were, they were fun, but they were <laughs> missing. They were missing elements, you know what I mean? So are you talking about this one instance or all of black entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you said it. <laughs> now that you said it. So I, yeah. Our next one kind of is along the same lines. Save the last dance versus honey. Oh, save the last dance. <laughs> I, I like no hands down. I'm not gonna pass on both. this. Yes. <laughs> Nope, no, nope. both. Mm -mm. Empty, like here, there, like I gotta give you this. First of all, Save the Last Dance was one of my sister's favorite movies. Favorite, favorite, favorite movies. Now she is younger than me, but like that movie could come on at any time, any place, and she would stop everything and watch Save the Last Dance. <laughs> Second of all, Save the Last Dance is one of those movies that's like a time capsule, yeah. and you like you. We really thought you was doing something. <laughs> You swore that routine where she is, yeah, yeah. Again, like, but then also Carrie Washington, yes, as a single teen mother, Bianca Lawson, 
Yeah, yeah the, cast, the cast is not the problem with that movie, guys. We all know what the problem with that movie is. It's <laughs> pretending that Julia Stiles can dance. Like, the whole movie is built around <laughs> the fact that we have to her, pretend like she can dance. Her final routine is honestly elementary at most. <laughs> I feel like this movie is a Mandela effect. What? Like, <laughs> like In what we, way? Like, we thought, like... That was a good routine, and then you go back and watch it. And you're like, I will say, this wasn't I never, the routine I saw. I never thought that routine was never. good. Now she Jessica has Alba out. is a better dancer. Yes, but she's in a worse movie. Yes, yes, and that's why if I if I am choosing Save the Last Dance because it gave us <laughs> what is it? It gave us a school with security systems. Cross the track, white girl comes in. And she was like, you don't know what I can do. Oh, my God. There's so much I can go on. <laughs> well, then I will vote for Honey. <laughs> Same honey thing, was... but Latina girl walks in. <laughs> Roll bound or ATL? ATL. ATL. <laughs> don't go to think about that one. <laughs> that was off, like, just immediate. No hesitation. Then we have Feel the Noise or Step in the Movie. I gotta be honest, I don't know that I've seen either of them. Either. These either. were scraping the bottom of the barrel. All right. I don't feel so bad. Okay. <laughs> and lastly, we have jump in or bring it on all or nothing. I'm gonna go bring it, bring it on all or nothing, but because I went to school, like my my college was a huge cheerleading school. And they are in a lot of the sequels. Like a lot of my friends are in the sequels of the Bring It On movies. And to, to your point, I remember when they were filming, I think that movie at Universal, because they had like a little soundstage where they used to record all of the Bring It, Bring it On movies. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to go I'll, for loyalty. <laughs> I'll agree with you. I'll also choose Bring It On All or Nothing because especially when you get to the sequels, those movies get ridiculous in like the <laughs> best way possible and this movie in particular this is the one with solange the, and hayden panettiere right the crumpin scene oh my this God. is another one where this it's like movie what was y'all doing ridiculous <laughs> but it's so fun to watch i love my girl kiki and i love that they brought in double dutch to the masses on a in a disney movie but 100 it's that boy corbin corbin that... blue <laughs> <laughs> that boy <laughs> Wow. Why did you why did you talk about him like you massive? Wow. <laughs> what Corbin do to you? <laughs> Y'all have to remember we're a little bit older than you, so he was not my generation. He was not my Disney channel. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing, he wasn't mine either, but we are close enough to where we were I on the it. cusp. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it hush. Let me let me mind my. High School Musical came out our freshman year of college. Just to put that in some perspective, like we (laughs) missed it, and I because I feel like that movie was for middle schoolers, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was still watching those Disney Channel movies, and I'm not ashamed. (laughs) Disney Channel used to have like really good movies. Like we like they were cultural moments, and High School Musical was one of those like, oh, this is a a cultural event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes something comes out and everyone's just into it and you're like, oh, you've, you've hit the formula just right. It's not for me, but these people are going to love it. 
it's also yeah. a very well constructed just musical from just like a like a standpoint of mm -hmm. just like the way the songs flow the messages yeah. that come across like it's a very good musical I I remember parts of the second one, but all I ever remember is the Zac Efron song. Bet on it. Bet on it. My fave. That's the only thing worth watching in that movie is watching that <laughs> asshole jump around the golf course with all his heart and soul. Kenny Ortega was putting crack in that shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they all went to Palm Springs and did coke and just filmed the movie over a weekend, it feels like. And I, I, I do love the character of Sharpay. I think uh, Ashley Tizel put her foot in it. For real. Too bad none of those are in our time frame, so we won't be doing it on this podcast. But <laughs> I also feel like they that movie just was at a time where they weren't brave enough just to say who Ryan was, even though we all know who Ryan was. They just was just like, Oh, he just likes wearing pink and glitter. It's like, right. dude, like no. come on. Yeah, tell. this is you're so right. It was it specifically at the time, because I watch a lot of Gilmore Girls, and like 2007 is this year where it, things are very gay, but no one's identifying as such. Right. And you look yes. back and you're like, this like, why, why are you playing with me? Why is he going on a date with a girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't lie to me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question for all of us. So we are doing drumline with you guys in this episode. So I wanted to know, you're a marching band director in the year 2002. Who's your surprise guest to join you in the field? And what throwback jam are you going to have the band play? Yeah, I'll let you go first. You know, we actually had a conversation about this because we couldn't <laughs> whittle it down. I think the one that I finally landed on was Missy Elliott was my Ooh, choice. But which I one? Just oh, you mean as the guest, sorry. Yeah. yeah, as the guest. And I feel like there's a variety of Missy songs that you can incorporate into marching band numbers really well you know my my other you know i'll let siege go but then i'll mention my honorable mentions at the end yeah so my choice because he he's right in the sense that i i had a list and i was like ooh, i gotta narrow it down but my final selection was outcast because mm. i was like can you imagine so a good. drum rendition of bombs over baghdad like i mm. don't have to imagine it my school played yeah. it when yeah, it was exactly. happening and exactly. it's wonderful Exactly. That's my yeah. that's my point. It's just like I was like, oh, if we're talking 2002, this is right before Hey Ya. This is right like this is the perfect time to bring them out. We especially because it's in Atlanta. Yeah, we just mm -hmm. had to. Yeah, yeah. honorable mentions, two. Luda, Busta, and even we. I feel like Lauren oh. Hill could have even been a possibility in 2000. She wouldn't, she wouldn't have, have been shown. late. Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't have shown. <laughs> Game would have been over. <laughs> she would have been late. <laughs> you guys took mine with ludicrous would have been because i'm i'm thinking about that time period now i kind of yeah. think he's a trash human being but back then Is when those a, albums know? sorry sorry i'm just getting a list of people i can't <laughs> yeah. anymore but, uh, but at I've that seen time him drive in space <laughs> Let, we can't I can't go on another Fast and the Furious rant Jackie will kill me <laughs> but yeah during that time when I was in college it, it was he was everything when those albums dropped and we were in the south it, it was yes yes I, I was... know to this day what's your fantasy is one of my number one karaoke oh. songs because I can do it breath for breath <laughs> not word for word breath 
desperate breath. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do. And it gets the party jumping. So it was him, that song, freshman year, and mystical. When I got oh, to college, course. I remember I was walking and a boy said to me, Girl, you got nice curves like icebergs. And I was like, What? And my <laughs> friend's like, You ain't heard of mystical. And I was like, What's happening right now? I have, but I never thought it would be something <laughs> a man said to me out loud. Sure. The mystical, that's a good I forgot about mystical. And you know what? Now I that forget you say the controversy that... around him. <laughs> yeah, there is a poster of mystical in the dorm room. Is that who it is yeah. Wow. I was there... gonna say that what's his face? Petey Pablo? Not Petey Pablo. Oh my gosh. You know God, Romeo. Oh Lil Romeo? Oh, Lil you're talking about Master P? Master P would be a great one for two thousand two. Yes. Also, I was very obsessed with Mr. Cheeks and that one song he had. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. All great. All great voices. And and I, I think my throwback would definitely be anything from like the Coming to America soundtrack when they play. Ooh. Like they, my school plays that. And I always like something about it, especially with the drums. It's it comes out so good. Either that or Jackson 5. Anything Jackson 5 from the 70s would have been my choice you know what i i i hear you on the jackson five michael jackson's my all-time favorite i actually would say the 80s jackson stuff like in the in this like can you feel it yeah. like that stuff plays really well for marching bands as well like it's just it, with the horns and everything like it really uh, lends itself to it really well thanks jackie i went with Eminem. <laughs> okay. As, uh, no, 2002. That's the biggest rapper means, in the planet. Eight Mile came out in November of 2002. So mm. it's like the height of Eminem. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that like that would get everyone moving. And then for my throwback jam, it's one of my favorite songs. It's Thunderstruck by ACDC. Mm. It's like a band okay. arrangement a marching band arrangement with like choreograph like the the lights and make it flash when thunder you know i think totally. we could make it a a spectacle mm -hmm. all solid choices guys i like it i like thinking about 2002 it was a good time <laughs> it was a good time now a scary time actually but okay <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh right right you're right i was in college. We were like a nation wrapped in fear yeah, yeah I was, all decisions based out of fear. I was protesting, doing sit-ins. Danielle, were you also part of Strike at that time? I sure was. Student <laughs> Tobacco Reform Initiative, Knowledge ah, for mm, mm. I was part of Respect at that time. <laughs> What's Respect? Respect Ooh. was the Save Yourself for Marriage. Oh! It, it was the alternative... <laughs> or I guess even like a partner to the sex ed situation. Mm -hmm. And again, it was very much like teaching kids to go in and respect themselves. It was very Christian. Teaching? <laughs> I was going to say, this was indoctrinating propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if you ever had like older kids come to your school <laughs> as a freshman and scare you into sex, uh, out of sex, <laughs> but they would literally do these like, 
theater performances where like a bunch of guys would take turns spitting in the cup and then offer it to you and be like that's what it's like when you've had a girl who's been around and i'm like what? jesus christ like, absolutely it's wild <laughs> shit like to reflect on it it's like oh wow florida is a different breed florida was a different <sighs> place people gotta understand you think florida crazy now <laughs> <laughs> You don't just turn crazy. You always been crazy. Yeah, you're right. We were in South Florida. It was crazy, but just a different level. Sure. We had dare, but we didn't have no respect. <laughs> Never. That was your problem. No, I'm kidding. Both of them, to me, they're both programs I denounce like 100% yes. both sure. dare and respect. But I was one of those like Christian kids who was raised to like be very proper and do all the right things. And all it took was like, I'm like two, three months in New York where I was like, oh, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Danielle and I both worked at Blockbuster in the late 90s and early 2000s. And we got to recommend movies to customers. And so y'all each get three employee picks of what you would recommend between 95 and 2005. So we had a discussion on this. Are these ones that are our favorites or ones that like you guys haven't done before? Because favorites. your favorites. Ooh, ooh, it's hard. I still don't, <laughs> like, because I have my favorites, but I, you guys have done them already. And if I was going to do a employee pick, I would want something that maybe wasn't so... It's up to you guys there. Yeah. Honestly, we people some people say a lot of the same ones. It, it's just whatever your heart desires. We get some like out there. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick with my fringe just so it's not like if anyone listens to our show, they know that I'm a huge fan of the screen franchise. So that's clearly that's not what I'm gonna put. My three. <laughs> are going to be one hour photo starring Robin Williams. It's you got to see Robin Williams in a serious role. And this is such a good one with a good idea. Cats don't dance, which is a fantastic animated movie that is right up there. Like musically, it's right up there with like the Disney Renaissance and like the songs are beautiful. And of course, they use animals as an allegory for racism, like you do. But it's a really <laughs> well-made show from a studio that existed for literally like one movie. Aww. And then I think I'll do Bone Collector. Ooh, that's oh, a good such one. a good one. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's why I chose it because of that <laughs> response. Bone Collector is one of those thrillers where I was a huge, like I love a good thriller. And Bone Collector was kind of a response to seven where like everyone came out with like their version of seven yeah. and bone collector stars angelina jolie queen latifah denzel washington and it's just really good bone collector check it out it's a good kind of what we would call now like an hbo late watch you know <laughs> those are my um, three. my three i mentioned this to you guys before the show all happen to be from the year 1998. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm going to go Bugs Life as my first mm -hmm. one. I think that that was a really underrated Pixar movie when it came out at the time. And I think that like Pixar has created what, a, a pretty decent library of films in the last 30 years. And I still feel like it's one of the better movies, especially, you know, I feel like 
lately they've kind of like lost a little bit of their magic and so i've been returning to the early hits and i just think bugs life is just fantastic movie it's also just like fuck the man like let's all rise up and just like take him down like there there's there's twice as many ants or what is it there's four times as many ants there are us and as soon as they figure that out our way of life is over fantastic like more of that please number two is enemy of the state another movie that i feel like was really ahead of its time it's will smith just being targeted by the government and them using just advanced surveillance for the time in 1998 to monitor him and i love watching that movie and just thinking about like well what's what's this now what what is this in 2023 t and i talk about this movie all the time because it predates the patriot act and yet it's specifically talking about the patriot act so it's 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 so ahead of its time and it's so accurate and to live in the world that it was fearful of is just amazing I think and, they tell us stuff so that we prepare for it, so that we don't freak out when it happens. That's the whole point of the movies. That's how they get us. That's creepy. That's chilling. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> well, that changes Deep Blue Sea for me entirely. <laughs> Not my third choice. Not my third choice. My third choice is actually The Truman Show. I just think it's just a beautiful, wonderful movie that asks a lot of really deep questions. I we One of the things we talk about is how that movie was kind of ahead of the curve in terms of reality shows and what that does to culture is like, you know, you have all of these people watching this man have this real life experience, even though he's kind of held prisoner by it. And yet they're all kind of captivated into it. So it's just really interesting, just the, the concepts that are talked about in that movie. So those are my three, you know, you have this kind of like anti-capitalism yes, theme going out through all of them but yeah 1998 i love both of your picks all classics i have not seen cats don't dance so i definitely have to add that to add it well we're gonna have to do it eventually so (laughs) definitely add it to the spreadsheet (laughs) so why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find you on social so they can listen and get to know you guys Sure, absolutely. We are at Brummit World. We are on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, pretty much all the socials that you can think of. We also have a Discord page where people can go and, you know, talk about Boy Meets World stuff. And we also are on all the podcasting platforms. Awesome. And at this point, if y'all ain't following us on social, I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> at No More Lake Fees, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Find us, follow, enjoy, and stay tuned for our Drumline episode with TC and Siege later this week. And as always, be kind and rewind.